Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, April 12th. It is. It is. My volume is That's why I'm having fun. And it's been a hot, sticky one, too, Scott. Just like, just like they said it was going to be. Really? Well, you're there. Turn three up a little, too. Oh, my, my, my headphone volume's not working. Oh, no. I know. How about now? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I suppose we can get rid not of bad. this. Thing. There we go. Hi, guys. <laughs> We're here. Show number 192. 192? Yeah. This We're is getting old, man. Holy smokes. It's like everything got quieter for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Your headphones working now? Yeah, well, they work, but I have no volume control. Like really? Messing with your volume now, I think. I heard that. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. You want Steve to plug no, you? Tell, you, tell you what, here. Give me, want, that, give me that thing. Whoa. I was going to say, you want Steve to plug you into a different port? There we go. Yeah, plug me into one of those back there. Sure. If that works. Hey, that does. That does. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Apparently, uh, we had too many things plugged Ta-da! <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show. Show number 192. Stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on tonight. Now I can actually hear what's going on. That, Coming that from helps. the Ron Miller Race Car Studio V2. There you go. It's a Hammer Down Racing Report uh, presented by Oakshade Raceway. Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, make sure to like us on uh, Facebook, follow us on uh, Twitter at Hammer Report. I think there's still a few more minutes to get in on uh, this week's Twitter poll, which was put up today because I was a little busy this week. <laughs> uh, you can also listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Check us out, HammerDownRacingReport.com. On the show tonight, we have lots going on. Um, we have Carter Murday is going to be joining us in a little bit. We have that guy uh, right down there who is actually right there. Uh, Steve Miller is going to be joining us, talk about his recent uh, late model success. There you go. There you go, Jerry. <laughs> and then uh, later on, Will Wiggins will be joining us to talk about the uh, Josh Neff uh, Memorial at uh, Sandusky Speedway this weekend. Big uh, street stock race. I think it's big, a, big money you know, race. Yeah, I think God. it's like 6000 to win 6000 to win. Yeah, Ooh, so we're gonna. Was, was it twelve hundred for second? It was a lot. It was two hundred yeah. to start. I remember enough to seeing spend that. Somebody. What's that? Enough to spend somebody to win. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that they encouraged that there, but no, uh, we'll talk good. to Will uh, a little later on in the show about that. And, and like I said, Carter Murday, he's uh, on a run recently. He's uh, coming off a of two consecutive uh, sportsman feature wins. Uh, the youngster there, after taking a week off. In between those wins, well, actually a few weeks off because uh, the birthday race. But anyway, uh, we'll talk to him in just a little bit. Plus, uh, we got all kinds of racing news to cover. Uh, make sure to uh, get out to Oakshade Raceway this weekend. We're the fastest meet to race every Saturday night, and there's some cool stuff coming up. This weekend is the, is going to be a uh, Attica Oakshade Late Model Challenge Series night. So Attica. That, those are fun. Same thing. Same thing, but thank you. Thank you, Steve. Uh, next week, Dittman Motorsports Night. I was talking to Craig the other night. We're going to have Craig on the show next week to talk about his uh, runs down at Lima Land and uh, this big Dittman Motorsports Night at Oakshade. He was supposed to send me uh, the official 
information. So I'm not really sure what I'm allowed to talk about, what's, what's been hashed out and what's still being worked out. Uh, so uh, I, can, I guess I can say he's working on uh, there's going to be qualifying for the Bombers Ooh. in addition to the, the, the late models. Um, increased purses uh, for all classes, late models, sportsmen, Bombers, and compacts. So that's pretty cool. Then there's going to be like a hard charger award, and there's he's got a lot of things going, a lot of moving parts. He wants to make this a Very big deal. Cool. So we'll talk to him about that coming up uh, next week on the show, and that's uh, a week from Saturday at Oakshade Raceway. That sucks. It sucks. It's got to be on Saturdays. <laughs> um, that's what day I'm tied they, up on Saturday. That's what day they race, dude. You, you made that decision. I know. You made that. Decision I know. But well, hey. I didn't make it on my own. I tried to have input. That's I awful. never got a response until after. Oh, well. Um, make sure to contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs. Uh, from action shots to victory lane, they have all your favorite drivers, uh, even your non-favorite drivers as well. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, they have all the drivers. Uh, we got to share the camera, Scott. Yeah, I know. I don't want to get too close to you, though. Um, freeze frame photos, special moments frozen in time. Give them a call 419-476-9978. That's 419-476-9978. Yeah. Before somebody, somebody comes on and yells. Yeah. They've got those cool calendars too. They put calendars. Yeah. Yeah. They're working on, uh, I, and actually I talked to Charlie about that. Uh, if you want a custom made calendar of, uh, your car or your favorite driver, or maybe just We've 12 different really, drivers. Really cool. They can put that together, and there's only a few day turnaround on it. I thought there'd be like a few weeks or something, but he can have. Those. I wonder if you could have him make something with your not favorite driver, and during the I thought year, about that. During I thought the about year, that. Put that right dart- on a dartboard. Yeah, yeah, throw darts at it, or twelve of your least favorite drivers. Yeah, Charlie accepts money. He'll he'll, he'll do, do whatever. It. Yeah, what, he probably. <laughs> I bet you he'll even put a target on him. I, I think he has that ability. Don't quote me on that. I, I might be overselling him there, but he he probably can. Uh, also, thanks to Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, uh, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, uh, also uh, sponsors of the show. And uh, before we uh, get to Carter Murday, uh, you got some uh, racing roundup action from this past weekend and throughout the past Abs- week. Absolutely. Limeland Motorsports Park wrapped up its season last Friday night with the uh, annual Invitational Races. Uh, Todd Hireman picked up his first career Limeland win in the NRA 360 Sprint Invaders. Jeff Koz picked up the victory in the Invitational Four, the Northwest Physical Therapy UMP Modifieds. And Todd Sherman, the winningest UMP Modified driver at Limeland, won in the Thunderstocks in the Invitational. So that was a little different, but that locked him into the king of the quarter mile for the Thunderstocks and the Modifieds which, sadly, he wasn't able to, to double up, but he tried. Jared Horseman picked up the king of the quarter mile win in the NRA 360s. Uh, Mansfield, Ohio's Kyle Moore won in the UMP Modifieds in the king of the quarter mile race. And our buddy Craig Dittman picked up the king of the quarter mile win in the Bud Thunderstocks. He did a hell of a job. He, he was on a rail in the number 74 D. And, and took home the big check. The big check. You got it. I believe that was a $1,000 win for... For Craig, there uh, Friday night. I don't give so. out crowns. Yes, and the, the, the trophy is like a, a four foot tall trophy with a big crown on it. Okay. It's very very cool. So yeah, I think it'd be better if they could actually wear the crown, and then you made them wear the crown. I see. I'd like that. I'd like. I we could crown them right on the front straightaway. I'm, lots of there people want. Once, lots of people want to crown Craig Dipman. From what I hear, I, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> 
Okay. But, but a boom. Moving on. Oakshade Raceway was in action with Casey Noonan leading flag to flag for his second late model feature win of the season. Dusty Moore finished second and points leader Devin Shields finished third. Carter Murray, like you said, won his second consecutive sportsman feature event. Mike Jessen and Jesse Jones finished second and third, respectively. Colin Schilt earned another Bomber A-Main win of the year. That's his eighth of the season over Jeff Folks Jr. and Gabe Mueller. Corey Gum won another compact A-Main over Eric Carr and Joe Carr. Burt Sharp won the Bomber B, and Aaron Van Pelt won the Compact B main. Flat Rock Speedway was in action with Steve Cronowet Jr. making it two wins in a row, leading the only lap that counts, the final lap, to steal the win from Harold Fair Jr. in the 50-lap Arca Moran Chevrolet Outlaw Super Late Model event. Ron Allen took the Arca R&M Recycling Late Model Sportsman feature. Jeremy Vanderhoof took his first win in the 25-lap Arca DTS Drivetrain Specialist Street Stock A main, and David Hanna notched his first lap. First ever victory in a 15-lap street stock B-Main contest. At Fremont Speedway, Nate Dussel led midway through the 410A feature at Fremont, but lost the lead to Cole Duncan, but fought back to take the lead with four laps to go and drove to his second win of the season. Duncan held on to finish second. Points leader DJ Foose finished third. Matt Foose led all 25 laps of the Fremont Federal Credit Union 305 sprint A-Main and drove to a dominating win, the 10th of his career at Fremont. Dustin Stroop finished second, and Sean Valenti rounded out the podium. In the dirt truck feature, Sean Valenti led the first lap, but Jeff Babcock slid into the top spot on lap two and held off challenges from Valenti lap after lap. By lap five, Jimmy Miller joined the front duo with Corey McCoy, adding to the excitement a lap later. McCoy took second on lap 10, with Valenti and Miller racing hard right on his rear bumper. Following a couple cautions, with a handful of laps remaining, Babcock seemed to have things under control, holding on to a couple truck-length lead. However, Valenti closed with three laps to go and drove into the lead, coming to the white flag and went on to his fourth win of the season and 65th of his career. Just 11 victories shy of tiring, tying Art Ball atop the track's all-time win list. That's pretty Babcock impressive. Second. It really is. Yes, because Art Ball, how, how many years did Art Ball race? 100. I mean. Maybe yeah. two. It <laughs> <At, at laughs> <least> 200. <laughs> so that, so yeah, having your name anywhere close to him is, is a very impressive feat indeed. Uh, Babcock finished second. Jim Holcomb finished third. At Sandusky Speedway was in action. Andrew McCall took the Lubrication Supply LLC Renegade feature over Clayton Oliver and Kevin Jaycox. In the Precision Paving Pure Stocks, Nan Smith took another checkered flag over Johnny Newman and Kyle Lawson. Ethan Rosiska took the Beginner Stock feature. Jason Stanfield finished second, and Laney Nedjedley finished third. At Montpelier Motor Speedway, the UMP Modifieds, Dylan Nussbaum took a second victory in a win- second victory in a row over Aaron Orr and Todd Sherman. In the USAC Midwest Thunder Midgets, Jacob Denny took the checkers over Clint, I'm sorry, Chet Gerke and Aaron Leffel. Heisman Skeens took the Hornet victory over Jamie Rezo and Kyle Drew. And veteran racer Glenn Bradley took the Superstock victory over Mark Wooten and Dan Wooten. Yay. Eldora's, yeah. Eldora Speedway was in action uh, with a rain delay causing a late start to Saturday night's Family Fireworks Night. Jordan Conover picked up the Superstock feature win over Craig Dippman and Andy Welch. Brandon Gibson Jr. took the Vores Compact Touring feature, feature. Boy, easy for me to say. The Vores Compact Touring Series feature over Jay Orr. Eddie McGrew finished third. Kurt Spalding took his first ever Eldora feature win in the UMP Modifieds. Pole sitter Brian Ruman finished second, and Dylan Woodling rounded out the podium. At Shady Bowl Speedway, we got ringed out just after practice got started. Uh, had a lot of fun hanging out in the pits. The guys getting re- hope- hopefully getting ready to race, but we did get that rescheduled. I will be back in the compact this Saturday night. I was going to ask about that uh, if you were get get another shot at doing that. 
Yep, my buddy Jimmy McElfresh, who's letting me drive his car, is actually in the co- uh, chat right now. Uh, Jimmy's actually putting together a heck of a deal for August 28th at Shady Bowl, a uh, Wet n' Wild 75, a 75 lap enduro race. Going to have some interesting elements to it, so jump on uh, Shady Bowl Speedway or Shady Bowl Speedway's Facebook page for more information leading in the coming days. Wet and Wild. Uh, is we're about that, lost. Is that like wet track night at the go karts? Like it almost oh, sounds like on. an adult. That's going to be similar to that. Uh, I was going with an adult. Be allowed to chuck <laughs> My mind went out. Water balloons are going to be involved, so. It, it's going to be interesting. I, oh, I'm really, boy. really looking forward to this. Uh, going to be very cool. Uh, going to be interesting to announce, I, I think, too. So <laughs> we'll see how this turns out. But with that said, we'll move on here. The World of Outlaws Morton Building's late models. Jonathan Davenport found momentum on a lap 89 restart of the USA, USA Nationals at Cedar Lake Speedway thundering to the bottom of the track and muscling his way in front of Kyle Bronson to take the lead. From there, Davenport couldn't be touched, claiming the $50,000 prize for the the second time in the World of Outlaws Morton Building's Elite Model Series Crown Jewel event. Brandon Overton finished second, and Ashton Winger rounded out the podium. Winger took the preliminary feature win on Thursday's rained-out feature, and Cade Dillard took the regular Friday night's feature. Next up for the World of Outlaws Late Models, they're off this weekend for the North-South, 100. They'll be back in action August 19th at Orange County Fair Speedway in New York, Williams Grove Speedway in Pennsylvania on August 20th, the Battle at the Border at Sharon Speedway on August 21st, and Erie Speedway, Erie Speedway in Pennsylvania on Sunday, August 22nd. In the world about Walls, NASA Energy Drink Sprint Car, Sheldon Hoddenshield took the lead from Logan Schuhart on lap six and began his march into lap traffic at Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 on Friday night, on the opening night of the Ironman 55. Hodden Shield held off Brad Sweet, crossed the finish line 1.43 seconds back. David Gravel finished third. On Saturday night, Sheldon Hodden Shield wrote the newest chapter in his book by topping an electrifying 55-lap feature that included seven official lead changes, was his second Ironman 55 title, puts him in rarefied air with Craig Delansky and Rico Abreu as the only multi-time winners in event history. J-Mac, James McFadden, moved from 12th to 2nd, earned a KSE Hard Charger Honors, with teammate Brad Sweet finishing third. David Gravel won Wednesday, last night's Brant Agricultural Qualifying Night feature during the opening night of the 60th annual NOS Energy Drink Knoxville Nationals presented by Casey's. Gravel started sixth in the 25-lap event and was third after the first lap and second on lap four. David Gravel uh, followed Justin Henderson in the lap traffic on lap 17 and five laps later skirted under the Knoxville Raceway regular entering turn two. Geo Selzy, who started eighth, finished second, and 10-time Knoxville Nationals champion Donnie Schatz finished third. Geo Selzy is leading the points at the Knoxville Nationals after last night, and we'll see how that stands after tonight's second night of preliminary action. Uh, the Nationals go from last night all the way through this uh, Saturday. You can check that out on Dirt Vision. In Arca Menard Series action, Corey Heim all but coasted the victory in the Clean Harbors 100 at the Glen Friday evening at Watkins Glen International. Heim took the lead at the end of lap 23 when Chase Briscoe was forced to pit with suspension issues. Austin Hill finished second after passing Ty Gibbs in the closing laps. Gibbs held on to finish third. Next up for the ARCA Series, the Henry Ford Health System 200 at Michigan International Speedway on Friday, August 20th at 6 p.m. on MAV-TV and NBC Track Pass. I got an email from Charlie about uh, ARCA. I guess next Thursday, I think it is. Okay. They're going to have some of the ARCA drivers at the Henry Ford Museum up in uh, Detroit, Dearborn, I guess. Oh, that's pretty and cool. And they're going to have Ooh. them do some kind of race simulator challenge with uh, some members of the media. 
I was like, I don't think cool, I don't bro. think I can get off of work to go up there and uh, and do that. But I, I thought that was kind of cool. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. yeah that'd be, that'd, no, no, you're cool. Uh, NASCAR action. Austin Hill controlled the middle stages of Saturday's United Rentals 176 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series at Watkins Glen International and earned his second consecutive victory in a race that was shortened because of lightning. The race was red flagged with 11 laps to go, and after a delay of more than an hour, officials declared the race official. Hill kept regular season champion John Hunter, Hunter Nemechek behind him to finish second, and Sheldon Creed rounded out the podium. Ty Gibbs continued to be one of the most impressive rising stars in NASCAR. The 18-year-old roared to his third NASCAR Xfinity Series victory of the season Saturday at Watkins Glen International after running down A.J. Allmendinger after losing the lead during a late race restart. Gibbs got a big run on Almondinger with three laps left coming out of the inner loop to regain the lead. Almondinger finished second, and Austin Sindrick came home third. In the Cup Series, that one guy, I think, think you guys may have heard him, uh, Kyle Larson. Never heard uh, of him. Na- name ring a bell? No. Man, He's that, guy, supposed that to guy's some lazy. Kind of he doesn't rook- do anything. <laughs> rookie kid, isn't he? Yeah, 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 real young rookie kid he, who's in wins. action tonight at Knoxville wins. Raceway as well. Gets on an airplane, flies are all fly, flies all over the country, and signs autographs. That's three, that's all I know. Yeah. This week? going for three tonight, I believe. Tonight he'll be at Knoxville to to see if he can pick up his uh, qualifying night at Knoxville. Going to be interesting to see how he does because obviously he's got a lot of moving to do to get back to Indianapolis. Or yeah, Indy on no Michigan, right? Michigan on Sunday. Where were they at? Indy, Indy, Indy. this weekend, I believe. Indy, it's, it's yeah. In your so, notes. He's gotta, so he's got to fly back. Yep, he's got to fly back to Indy, so he's going to be bouncing around a little bit this weekend to go to for practice on Saturday morning and get back to Knoxville and then back to Indy on Sunday. So we'll and see how he he's does. He's going to be running the uh, the USAC, the BC uh, 39. I got some news about that oh, coming right. up a little later, too. He's kind of like Craig Dickman, right. though. He's made so much money in racing that he can afford to fly first class. Right. There you go. Yeah. That charters his own planes. Uh, anyway, that guy, Kyle Larson, continued his barnstorming campaign in the NASCAR Cup Series with his fifth victory of the season Sunday afternoon at Watkins Glen. Larson ran near the front of the field during the first half of the race, but didn't take control of the race until the third and final stage. He was able to bypass leader Martin Truex Jr. during a cycle of green flag pit stops on lap 57, which gave him the top spot for the first time. Chase Elliott, who had to start at the rear, roared back to finish second, and Martin Truex Jr. finished third. Next up for the Cup Series, the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course this Sunday at 1 p.m. on NBC. The Xfinity Series will be in action in the Pennzoil 150 at the Brickyard at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the Road Course on Saturday at on NBC Sports Network at 4 p.m. And then the trucks will be in action at in the Gateway 200 at Worldwide Technology Raceway on Friday, August 20th at 9 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. In NTT IndyCar Series action, instead of spin and win, Marcus Erickson did a fly and finish first in Sunday's NTT IndyCar Big Machine Music City Grand Prix on the streets of Nashville. Erickson was involved in a crash with Sebastian Bourdais during a restart on lap five that saw Erickson climb over the back of Bourdais's car. The crash damaged the front wing of Erickson's car, and he quickly made his way to the pits during the caution period to repair the damage. Erickson took the lead with 22 laps to go and never looked back. Erickson beat Scott Dixon by 1.55 seconds, and James Hinchcliffe finished third. Next up for the IndyCar Series, the first-ever NTT IndyCar NASCAR Xfinity Series doubleheader. The Big Machine Spike Coolers Grand Prix will be run before the Xfinity Series race on Saturday, August 14th at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course at 12.30 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. In other notes, Rusty Schlenk made a last lap, last corner pass to win the 33rd annual Wood Tick at Merritt Speedway on Saturday night. 
Big D's Pizza was well represented at Wayne County Speedway in the Don Don and Hans Gross Memorial on Saturday with Devin Moran leading every lap for the victory with Chubb Frank second and Ryan Missler coming home third. Kyle Larson won his second front row challenge title with a thrilling drive on Monday night at Southern Iowa Speedway. The victory was worth $21,000. He needed on lap 15. Larson, yeah, yeah, obviously hurting for money, so glad to see him pick that up. Larson shot around Darren Pittman in turn two to take the take second and then rode the cushion around full sitter Brian Brown to take the lead. On a lap 18 restart, Brown put a slide job on Larson to take the lead back, but Larson was able to get back by down the backstretch and went on for his second front row challenge title. Brian Brown finished second, and Carson Macedo in the Jason Johnson Racing 41 finished third, and that will do it for this week's Racing Roundup. Spectacular. Uh, speaking of Big D's. Super. Super duper. Uh, Big D's Pizza, Subs, Ribs, Chicken, and more on Clyde. Give them a call, 419-547-1444. You can order online. Do it right now uh, if you get an extra phone or computer so you can still keep us on. Order BigD'sPizza.com. Big on taste. Not on price. And coming up, uh, your chance to win a Big D's Pizza a little bit later with uh, how many? Dean left a message in the notes over there. Uh, yeah, Devin Moran will be in the big state of Michigan. I guess uh, Devin Moran's going to be running the Hell Tour next week. Ooh, so pretty cool. That's exciting. Jerry, Jerry, did you happen to see uh, Rusty Schlink's late lap or last lap pass? Did you see a replay of that? I, saw I did not. I need oh, was my. it? Yeah. Oh, it. it he drove by the outside of turn four. It, it was a hero or zero move, and, man, did he look great. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that from Rusty. You know, he's one of those guys that you can't help but like. Has a great attitude about racing, comes out, always puts on a show, is always gracious to his fans. You can't help but like the guy. Eric Spangler had led the whole race. Uh, Rusty closed in on him on the white flag lap. Uh, lost a little bit coming off of turn two and really hauled it in turn three and, and railed around the top. And uh, I think it was, what, five one hundredths or something? Uh, it was very close. It, it was very, very close. <laughs> That's cool. And, and, That's the, and the announcers cool. were going nuts. The fans <laughs> went nuts. It, it was a well-received win. Uh, we got uh, Carter Murday waiting in the wings here. We're going to bring him in in just a moment. I uh, have to give a plug to Real Geese Silhouette Decoys as well. The most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced, and they're manufactured in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. And uh, check out some of the uh, Real Geese clothing and gear they have on sale on their website as, as well, if you, if you if, want Or de- you can get the, the real the decoys, you know. You can get both. Now, geese apparel, yeah. now is that... Is that for people, or are you? Are, is this dressing up somebody's goose? Yeah, I suppose if you get something small enough, you could put it on somebody's goose. Okay. My mom likes to dress up her goose. I see. That she's got on her. I think that's too much. Somebody informa- stole her goose. That's once. too much information, Scott. Yeah, she doesn't have it on the front porch anymore because the go- the goose thing with the clothes—they're very popular down in yeah. the area she lives in. It's a weird thing. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's talk to Carter today. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to yeah. do that. This is going nowhere, Carter. How's it going? Hello. Good. How are you guys? Pretty good. Hey, thanks, thanks for joining us tonight. Congratulations on uh, your your last two uh, features you've been in uh, have been uh, feature wins. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, we were just talking about Rusty. Uh, I believe, do you run a, a domination race car chassis? Uh, we run his 2017 car. We're looking to try to get a domination here in a couple of years. Okay. Well, the 2017 car seems to be working pretty good for you. Yep. <laughs> It's got all yep, of Rusty's updates, right? Yep. 
So what what's uh, what do you attribute to to uh, your reason? I mean, you've been running competitive all, all year long, um, but uh, I mean, what what's uh, pushed you over the top to get those uh, last two feature wins? Uh this year, just me and my dad. We really haven't tried to scrimp on anything this year, and it's uh, paying off. Really, it just sucks that I took that long to show it, but it's starting to come around. And Rusty got it set up pretty good. Starting to move right through there. Well, Rusty Smith, he's got uh, how many feature wins does Rusty Smith have? Like seven, I think like six or seven. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, to, to beat him, I mean, that's that's got to be a, a pretty big feat in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great when you can go out and compete with guys like Rusty and a veteran like Mike Jessen and run consistent with them. And Mike's been running real well lately. Yeah, he's come on straight. Yep. Where did he finish second this uh, past weekend? Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I was playing with headphones when you were talking, Jerry. Sorry. I figured out why it wasn't working, too. You didn't have it pushed in all the way really? in the back. I thought it's I felt all, it snap in. Oh, well. It's all good now. Anyway, um, so uh, how many uh, how many years have you been racing now, Carter? Uh, we started in the compacts in 2015, okay. and I think we did that for four years, and then this will be my third year in the sportsman. Okay. And uh, when you when you uh, started out in the sportsman uh, class, did you did you think it would take uh, a couple years to to get success? Or I mean, did you come out? Yeah, it, definitely. We started with a 01 rocket, and we ran that the first year, and that thing would push and couldn't control that. But then we broke it the first night of 2020, and then took us halfway through that year to get the car ready from Rusty. And then last year we kind of was just working things out with it, and then this year we tried to crank it up a notch. So, uh, so how big is your your dad in, in uh, influencing uh, your racing or, or working on your car? Oh, he, he's there every day, every second of it. He's uh, the one that got me into racing, and couldn't do it without him. I do watch. I watch uh, some of his uh, Facebook Live videos of of your races, and yep. and. Uh, when you go by, I think he's trying to give you hand signals sometimes because he kind of drops the phone and then you can't really tell what's going on. It's like, come on, I'm trying to watch what's going on here. So maybe you can yeah, talk to him about to that. Like... <laughs> yeah, he always tries to tell me to get down. Carter, what got you into racing? Uh, were there uh, racers in the family or uh, you just saw the uh, compacts and thought maybe that would be fun and you guys did it? Well, really, I didn't go to the track. I didn't like racing until I was about nine. And then we went all year, watched every single weekend when I was nine. And I told Dad I'd like to try it. And uh, he bought me a compact for the next year and then just kind of took off from there. Does he have any uh, desire to get back in a race car? Or is he fully just uh, behind you supporting your racing? I don't know. He says he's done, but I've, I've been trying to get him to get back in a car. I like watching him race. Huh. So have you ever you have ne- you've never actually competed directly against him then? No, uh, one time in a compact he ran somebody else's car, and that was one of the funner races I've had actually. So who won that? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I, I know who, who I didn't finished. Win it, who, who finished ahead of the other? That's what I meant. Did you beat I did. him? Okay. Yeah. So did you? Uh, did you talk smack to him after that, saying, "Yeah, kicked your ass." <laughs> Uh, the one time in Kalamazoo, we went to Kalamazoo on an asphalt track and we had to qualify 
and his class didn't have to have a restrictor and we was both in the same car and mine had a restrictor and I just beat him in qualifying by a few thousands and he got a little smack talk from that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so what was uh, coming into this year? What was your goal as far as uh, where, I mean, did do you think you would get uh, feature wins? Uh, did you, were, were you going for the championship? What was your goal uh, coming into this season at the beginning? Uh, we was we was going for the championship. I think we was about five points off the leader early in the season, and then we got three DNFs in a row, so that kind of killed us. Uh, when you're racing with Mike Jessen and guys like that, they haven't finished outside the top five all year, so it's hard to make up points once you get that far back. But uh, now that we got one feature win, well, two feature wins, I'm gonna try to get five for the season. <laughs> I feel like that would be good. Uh, that was good. That was gonna be my next question. That's uh, a good goal. What what your goals are now that uh, you've adjusted? You just win the rest of the year. That's uh, that's pretty good. Um, I mean, why not? I mean, you've won the last two. You're you, you've got. Yeah. It seems like you got things figured out with the car. Is uh, any problems with it? I mean, are you guys doing anything to make it even faster? No, uh, we're kind of just cruising it out right now. And I don't know. I think we might uh, try to throw some big tires on for the last race of the year and oh see how we can do with that. But Does that mean you're going to go topless? Uh, yeah, that would <laughs> be a good time. Run with the late model. Have you uh, run with the late models yet? I did in the Summer birthday race. race at Oak Shade. Oh, that's right. And uh, I was I was happy with that, and uh, got to run up next to Colin Shipley and guys like that. So if I can do that on the How Tour, and I want to see how I can do on a regular night. How bi- how big of a difference uh, is it throwing the big tires on on there and running with the late models than it is uh, just running with the sportsmen? Uh, it's a big difference uh, with the tires and everything. It's just a whole lot more grip and. It's really way faster with the big tires on. Carter, do you have any thoughts of hitting the uh, Summer Nationals when they uh, make their Michigan swing? Uh, I think we're going to go to Butler, and uh, I don't know about Tri-City or not, but we might go to that. Speaking of uh, running late models, is there any plans in the future to go you know, full bore in, into uh, the late model class? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see how the last race goes, but... Uh, it's just a whole lot of money going late model racing, so we're just going to see how it goes. Well, if uh, if you're like Rusty uh, Schlenk and you pass people off the last corner and win, what was it, 33000 for that? Yeah. yeah. 33033 yeah, Oh, 30, wow. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> or 10, 10 grand, 333 for second, or, you know, second place. Yeah. So uh, what, what – uh, what do you see uh, yourself doing next year then? Uh, you could think uh, another season in the uh, sportsman, maybe some uh, late model races here and there, or you haven't even uh, thought about that yet? Uh, we've been kind of throwing around the idea of going late model, but uh, if we did go late model, we couldn't afford a big motor, so we'd probably just get us some aluminum heads, but uh, I don't know. I'd like to be competitive when I jump up to late model, so I don't know what the plans are. Well, you're definitely competitive in the sportsman class, and, uh, I mean, you're still young, too. What, you just turned 17, didn't you? Yep, just last week. Oh, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Uh, and you're giving these, guy, these guys that uh, have been running the sportsman class for as long as I can remember, like you mentioned, Mike Jessen, Rusty Smith's been there forever, and 
and and this new kids in, in town. Do you feel like you've had to earn any respect from those guys, or or, or do you, have they been uh, they welcomed you in? Is like ah, this kid he's pretty good. He's beating us. Said, yeah, okay. Yeah, I like to be cleanest driver as I can be, and uh, I don't really like getting into people. I think that helps. Uh, I ain't really had too many problems with anybody in the class, really. They all seem to give me respect, and I'll show them respect back. I haven't really noticed any uh, real issues in the, the sportsman class this year. Everybody's been, well, I guess there is a couple issues, but, but nothing too bad up front there. So, um, yeah. You got any uh, sponsors you want to give a shout-out to? Uh, definitely Rusty Swink Race Cars, uh, Chris Keller Race Cars, and um, uh, Lightning Quick Gas Stations, um, Pity Crew Pet Grooming, uh, Burdocks Automotive, and um, North Coast Provisions, and that, that's it, all, all of them. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate uh, you coming on, and uh, we definitely wish you luck. And I don't know if you've watched our show before, but a lot of times uh, our guests come on. What do you mean? A lot of times, Scott. There's, darn, there's darn, been a few that it hasn't darn worked near, out. Darn near the percentages. Darn, darn near up here. Darn near every time. And that's why I try and get people that have won features and are in a hot streak <laughs> to try and keep that that uh, that trend going. But no yeah, pressure here. They Carter. they tend to go on and yeah. win their their next race. So uh, no pressure on you. But uh, Saturday well, night, hopefully we won't let you guys down. Don't, don't disappoint <laughs> yeah. us. Well, we, we got uh, a few guys. We got Steve. He's going to have to. He won a heat race uh, on on Saturday, so he's got to win the feature now too. No pressure to either. But uh, anyway, uh, good luck uh, on the rest of the season too. Uh, we hope to see you back in uh, Victory Lane maybe five more times. And I'm sure thank you, you. Your competitors are hoping the opposite, but uh, you know <laughs> what happens happens. Thanks for being yep. with us, Carter. Thank you guys for having Thanks, me. Carter. Yep. See you, Carter. See you. So what, why doesn't it work in reverse, though? I mean, if your guests go on and tend to win a race, why can't the host go and win a race? Yeah, we should be winning every week. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just saying. Yeah, why doesn't that work? Exactly. I don't know. I just that's to terrible. That. That's why we do this. None of the none of the three of us. <laughs> Wait a second. <sighs> Thanks for pointing that out, Steve. Way to bring us down. <laughs> Major bummer there. Hey, well, that's what's that we're passing all of our luck on to you guys. Yeah. Just mute his mic, will you? Right. You did have a good. Oh, can't hear you. What? <laughs> hey, you did have a good run last week, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Get a little bit closer to that mic there. We're going to talk to you here in all just right. a minute. Uh, going to go over a little bit of our racing news here before we get to Steve Miller. Um, after the uh, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series event at Watkins Glen, NASCAR officials disqualified the number 18 Kyle Busch Motorsports entry driven by Chandler Smith because the truck failed the height requirement after the race. The DQ didn't affect Smith's spot, though, in the playoffs. Uh, that was the last race of the truck regular season before the playoffs. So could have had some major implications, but uh, I guess he was already locked in. Uh, World of Outlaws and dirt car officials have reinstated late model, late model driver Tyler Erb. I had almost totally forgotten about this from last year. Uh, he was serving a suspension from a non-track incident back in August of or August eighth of twenty twenty. Erb will be allowed to return to uh, World of Outlaws and dirt car sanctioned events beginning Wednesday, September first, provided he applies for a dirt car license. So I don't. know. You think we'll be seeing Tyler? Well, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe, races or maybe that'd be his final stick it to him and go somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, sad news: veteran radio and television broadcaster Bob Jenkins, former uh, 
voice of the Indianapolis 500, inducted into the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Hall of Fame in 2019, died on Monday at the age of 73 after a fight with uh, brain cancer. Is that what he Yeah. Had? Yeah. Sad. I know it was cancer, but yeah. Uh, the voice of uh, the Liberty, Indiana native uh, network serving several positions uh, was heard globally over five decades on the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway radio network serving several positions. Uh, uh, Jenkins was one of only four people to serve as the uh, television play-by-play announcer in ABC's 54-year history of uh, broadcasting the Indy 500. Jenkins was one of the first on-air employees of ESPN when it launched back in 1979. Do you remember that, Ron? Yes, I do. (laughs) He was a great announcer. He really was. Yes, he was. For more than 20 years, he was the lead voice of NASCAR races on ESPN, occasionally ABC as well, uh, including the first seven Brickyard 400s at uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Along with his NASCAR and uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway work, Jenkins anchored for the Indianapolis-based company that produced ESPN's popular Thunder Series broadcasts of USAC Sprint Car Racing and Midget Series races, and he was uh, the host of uh, Speed Week on ESPN. Seems like I remember him on MRN, too, back in the day. Know, his voice was everywhere. Yeah. Real distinct voice and real humble guy, too. So, Turbo you, you, could tell that he, you could tell that he did his homework. Yes, unlike me. Absolutely. So, <laughs> that's why he's, uh, yeah. Scott, wing it, hammer. There you go. <laughs> uh, in the Pro Modified uh, feature, a scary fire broke out at uh, Macon. I believe that was, uh, yeah, Macon Speedway. Uh, Billy Justice Jr. and Chris Irwin tangled in turn three. They rolled down the bank, banking there at Macon Speedway on Saturday night. Justice's car burst into flames, and a dude ran from the infield to try and help, and uh, he caught fire himself. And uh, did, did you catch a clip of that with as, him rolling? As a matter of fact, oh, I had the link in the private chat here, and I was going to bring it up, and now the link Lincoln? is gone. The link. The link. Oh. Link to the video. Okay. So I guess I'm not going to show that. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, this guy, it looks like around his feet, yeah. jeans caught on fire, and he stopped, dropped, and rolled, put the fire out, and he ran right back to the fire. And then uh, the uh, guys came in with the uh, extinguishers and put the fire out real quick. Everybody was okay. So, yeah. We had a fuel-related accident at Limeland uh, last Friday. Sean Dancer in the opening lap, the Imitational, tangled with uh, Todd Hireman. Hireman was able to continue on, but Dancer spun and slammed fuel tank first into the turn two wall and it spray went straight up in the air. We thought, you know, water behind the fence. It was actually his fuel cell rupturing. And wow, luckily it did not catch, but it, it was a very scary moment. Sean had to be helped from his vehicle. Uh, did uh, suffer a concussion was taken to the hospital for uh, overnight uh, observation, but is, is fine now and home. So yeah, forgot, forgot to mention that when you put together your prep this week, but yeah, glad glad to have uh, Sean Dancer back on his feet after a nasty accident at Limeland too. Uh, Kyle Larson, uh, no, we'll, we'll we'll wait on the Kyle Ooh. Larson thing. Ken Schrader, <laughs> he's going to be back in town tomorrow night to run another school, school bus, bus figure, figure eight eight. at that. Toledo Speedway. <laughs> I still, I was, That's cool. I went to my first uh, school bus figure eight was his first one right. in watching it, and I still remember that uh, he's like, you got to drive like an asshole. Yep, I think he. I think he figures it owes him one. Maybe I don't. I didn't. He didn't sound happy about it actually after that race. I was always surprised to read that today. He, he's a. They racer. must be paying him good. I don't he's know. He's a racer, man. You, <laughs> I think he gets uh, appearance money at least, so that might yeah, help. Bet. Yeah, uh, Kyle Larson. He damp 
dampen the spirits of all the other uh, USAC driven to uh, save lives BC 39 entrants. After announcing his intentions of competing among the other 76 entrants uh, that have already registered for that event, um, Larson has uh, 23 USAC National Midget feature wins. Other entrants in uh, the BC 39 include Buddy Quofoid, uh, the 2019 winner, because they didn't have it last year due to the uh, pandemic. So the last winner was uh, Zeb Wise back in uh, 2019. Chase Elliott's going to be in it. Brady Bacon, Connor Daly uh, from IndyCar, Chris Windham, Chase Briscoe, Ryan Newman, Tyler Courtney. So it's like, a, yeah, another who's who. who's who. Yeah. But Buddy Kofoid has been the man in midgets this year. So it could yes, that could has. be very interesting seeing him versus Larson. So Yeah, that how big would that be for him to beat oh, Larson boy. and all these other oh, guys? I mean, gosh. holy crap. That's yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah, the, the list there is just, yeah, amazing. Uh, by virtue of winning last year's iRacing World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model World Championship, Hayden Cardwell earned $10,000. You know what he's doing with that money? Jerry knows. What's he doing with that money? He took that hard cash and invested it in uh, something tangible, an actual late model. Really? That yeah. dude so, that, is a so, stud, and not just in the late models on iRacing, in sprint cars. Every, every time I've seen him race, he's one of the top three, and that's going against you know guys like Alex Bergeron, who's a three-time World of Outlaws champion in uh, iRacing. So, yeah, congratulations to Hayden, and going to be exciting to see him behind the wheel of an actual late model. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, one thing I guess iRacing is good for. Now I want some bacon. <laughs> Funding some a race bacon. car? Yes, funding a real race car. I like that. <laughs> um, uh, Steve Miller joining us. Uh, Steve Miller, the uh, son of uh, co-host here, Ron. And these yeah. guys race each other on the track quite a bit. You know, he's been my son for nearly almost 50 years. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> so how long, uh, wait, let's, uh, a little bit of background. How did you start out in racing, and uh, how did you get uh, up into the late model class, Mr. Miller? I mean, I started, we, we built a car we built a car for Oakshade, and way back uh, as a bomber. Okay. And this is early, probably 80, 89, and I was probably like 15. We built a car, and we got to the end of the year. The car never got done. So we went to Toledo Speedway, raced it three times, and and then we ended up selling it, and I bought another car and never really finished it. And then another, and it, it needed a lot of work, and then other guys like, Hey, you want to race my uh, semi late? So this is like eight, uh, 89, 90, 90, and 91. Eight, yeah. 90, Early 91. 90s. So I raced, I raced that car for two years in the semi lates back when they had the semi late division. And then I'm getting married, kids, took a break for a while and jumped, jumped in. Uh, the Casey Engineering car for a few years. For Mark Kackenmeister and Fred Kackenmeister. For, for his dad. Um, raced that for a couple of years, and then that was kind of be too much of a work um, organizing everything, and he wanted to scale down and just race bombers. So I was off for a few years, and we had a truck in there for a couple of years, somewhere mixed in that, and took a few years off, and then... Got a divorce, and then hey, let's go racing again. So when when did you start with uh, the late model and, and running consistently? Uh, probably about seven years seven years ago, okay. I believe. 
Now, is that the same the car that you're running now? Is that the same car you started out with seven years ago? Or no, we I built this one. I think there's a four season on this car. I raced the other one for like three years, and then I'm like, hey, let's build a new car. Did this guy help you at all? He helped a little bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> for the most he for the most part, here here's the book and uh, here and then bend everything up. So it was like I had to have his help, like holding stuff up and how how actually do you make this bend work? So I, I built most of it myself, but I had a lot of, most, all, mostly all his notebook. So what was the first time that uh, you and him raced head-to-head that you actually beat him? Never. <laughs> oh, I, I got Sandusky at least once, and I uh, know he won the, he's, yeah. I remember there was a mid-Michigan at the corn, at the corn harvest, I think. I know there was a, you, somehow I got by you or something. and I, Really? Yeah, there's Somehow a I don't remember that. There's a picture <laughs> Selective of Selective memory. There's a picture on my Facebook. <laughs> so how excited were you to, to beat him for, for the first time? Was that a big accomplishment to you, or was oh, that just yeah. a... I mean, okay. I've, I've helped him out. I mean, I've cheered him on ever since I've been, like, two years old to watch and to know, even know what racing is. And I cheered him on watching him, hey, let's go. And then in the early days, helping him out, I mean, I was... Basically, the crew chief on the car and taking care of stuff. And so it was like, now we're now we're actually racing heads up, and I'm actually kind of getting ahead a little bit. Steve's tur- <laughs> Steve has turned into a good fabricator and innovator, and he he builds a lot of things that seem off the wall at the time, but but they work very well. So uh, I'm really proud of that. So what what do you attribute to your to being more competitive in the recent seasons here, and you know, I mean, you got what sixth in the feature on uh, Saturday. You've been running pretty competitive uh, each each and every week. Well, what, like one of the memes on Facebook, when you are complaining about other people, they're cheating, they're doing this, they're doing that. Are you cheating? No. Okay. Just that. I had to I ask. Think, I, I, think every, I think everybody's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> okay. But it's like, do they care? No. I mean, it's all body rule stuff and. You, you take it as far as you can. But, I mean, as far as, like, cheating, there's nothing really to cheat about. But on the, 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 meme, the meme says that um, if you're complaining about other people cheating and all that, you're not looking at your car. And any chance I see a video, I see a picture, I'm looking at the car, I'm trying to think of what it's doing, what can I do to make it go faster? And on a limited budget, if I can't make it go faster, we're throwing money at it, I'm going to design a part to make it go faster. Now, what do you do that's different uh, from what Ron does? Is there a lot? Is that a laundry list? Or? Oh, there's a, I mean, there's a laundry list. I mean, I, Do I you mean, try and get him to do what, what you do? If you just I've fire, been trying. What's working? And I've been trying to make Is he stuck car. in his ways? Is I mean, What's the deal? Time. Time. Oh. Time. <laughs> Time. Same answer from both of yeah. us. Okay. I mean, I'd like to do something on the front end of his car. You, you just don't have time to get out of the trailer and work on it. Maybe there's 20 other cars to work on during the week. So do you consider yourself a, a low-budget team? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I try to get by with what I have, and if I can't... What's, then, a, what's When's a, the last new tire you bought, Steve? I bought one for the birthday race because I knew we were going to be on the same left rear the whole night, and I bought and I bought two at the beginning of the year. Other, other than that, he's buying some of the front team's takeoffs. Gotcha. So what, is, what does it take for a, a low-budget team to actually uh, – what would it take for a low-budget team to win a uh, late-model feature? I mean, it's a, it's a lot of tire prep. I mean, tire tire prep is huge. 
I mean, you got to do tire prep. Um, you got to have a good notebook. And you got to be at least talking to some some of these other teams with s- similar setups and what they're doing. Uh, I mean, I, I can't thank Rusty Schlink enough. I mean, he helped me on a rear setup that I'm running on his car, which is kind of similar to what he's running. Um, but you got to you got to be Rusty seems to be a popular guy on the show tonight. <laughs> well, he's very open. You <laughs> yeah. know, if you want to know something, either ask him or go look at his stuff. He's kind of like you. You're pretty open. Yeah, we are. Okay. You didn't win the $33,000 wood tick thing, though, either. I didn't go either. Well, if you were there, you probably would have won, right? Yeah. We watched it on TV. That'd be my thought. (laughs) We got home from the oak shade and turned on the TV, and there it is. I'm like, oh, cool. They were just pulling out for the green to go go green. Now, both of you you guys are top ten in points, aren't you? Yes. Where are you at in points? I'm seventh right now, and he's eighth. You're that close to him. (laughs) Yeah. You've had some bad luck. I, I mean, I but, started the year with some real bad luck, okay. and you're making sixty-two up points. Sixty-two points. Those gotcha. What was your uh, What was your goal at the beginning of the season? Top Top ten, top seven ish ish. Um, try to break into the top five more often. Okay. You think? Are you happy with uh, where you your performance so far? Performance, yes. Results, no. I mean, the first the first week uh, I was running. Top five and something. Oh, the fuel pump loosened up. It's it's uh, not my motor. It's Don's motor. Um, I don't know anything about it. I didn't know of anything issues with it. Racing in the, in the top five, all of a sudden on a caution flag, the motor quit. End up being the bolts loosened up out of the fuel pump. Never heard of that. Never seen it happen before. So as Tool and I, me, I, I drilled it out, helicoiled it, and took care of the problem. It hasn't happened again. Okay. And then I had another week leading the heat race by a couple, few car lengths and pretty much checked out and trying to hit the nice little wet spot on turn four. And I think I broke a bolt and then next lap spit out of the dry shaft. Yeah, that doesn't uh, work too good. No, there's been a couple other hiccups that I haven't really gotten the finish that I'd like, but the car's been fast. Now, what about uh, the Lightning McQueen thing? Where, how did that come about? Why did you decide to make your car look like Lightning McQueen? Well, my dad kind of bounced it off me one time, and I, we're, we're, I was building the new car, and we're about the point where we got to decide of what color we got to do the car. And then he's like, well, what about Lightning McQueen? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I, Lightning McQueen is number 95. I'm number 95. That's true. You do. Uh, if I build a red car, my dad will never want to race it. That's it. <laughs> I, 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 How I, much fun has that been to, to, to see the response from the young fans when they see your car looking like Lightning McQueen? Oh, even on a bad night. And you have kids come over and they're like, oh, we want a picture of the car. That's just that's just awesome. I mean, so, that, that, I mean, that, that's and just, now you, you have the T-shirts. Uh, have, got what's, t-shirts. what's the response been on the T-shirts? Oh, I mean, actually, I thought we'd sell more kids shirts than we have. Um, we still have quite a few kids shirts left, but uh, sold out of two XLs, two XLs, almost. Out oh, of, oh, those are kids shirts. Almost out of <laughs> almost out of XL. We're getting close on XL. A lot of larges, a lot of kids, kids left. Uh, we probably should have been in. My girlfriend Mary's been helping taking care of the shirts. 
she probably should have gone to the other side because uh, um, Danny 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 Schlink Danny Schlink sold really well on the birthday race. There you go. So we probably missed an opportunity there, but we still have quite a few shirts left if someone wants some. The kids' shirts are really cool. Yeah, and, and there was a company in Toledo. It was right on uh, Alexis, right by Jackman. They did the shirts. Uh, I thought they did a heck of a job on there. Any uh, sponsors uh, you want to give a shout-out to? Well, I mean, there's DAS Engines. Uh, there's Ron Miller Race Cars. woo Graphic Signs. And I, I got to give a shout-out to Rusty Schlenk for some of the notes that he's given me. I mean, I couldn't have been where I'm at without some of his notebook that he's kind of helped me with. All-star the, no, the notebook All-star. being in the, back, in the back of his head, hey, you need to do this. All-Star Racing Products throws us yeah, a few bones. All-star, yeah. All-Star, All-Star helps us out. So uh, what's, uh, what's your long, long-term plans? I mean, are you going to keep doing this uh, late model thing? Is, are you going to be like uh, around here and just keep doing it until it's not fun anymore? Or? Well, as long as I'm being competitive... Uh, we'll that makes get, it more fun. We'll I try to out, we'll try to keep being it competitive. Going. <laughs> I mean, I'm last week I was running right with cars that run in the top five every week. So, I mean, I can run right with them. It's just trying to get everything in order, and, and it's it's a learning curve. Like okay. is, like, is there a point where you can put a finger on where you've seen things change for your team, where you got faster and really started to see the improvements? Well, last year we really worked on tire tire prep and tire management that started everything and we made some chassis adjustments on about the third week and that really turned things around with the car i I was chasing an issue where i was pulling the left front like a foot in the air and i was throwing everything in the book at it for the first month and we changed some stuff around and then we changed something else and then like oh wow this is this is really starting to work out now it's just trying to dot my I's and cross my T's and get the car where, I mean, it's, you got to get through the bumps. You got to make sure you have traction. It's, it's a balance. And there's a hundred different little ingredients you can put in to make the, the car better or worse. And it's like a chef. I mean, you got to throw everything at it, but if you throw too much, you're going to burn it. So what would, yeah, there you go. What would be the biggest uh, thing for you to win uh, the birthday race or something, some other event? I'd be happy to win a late model race. Just a late model just, race. Just run, <laughs> pick one, anyone. Pick one. Okay, it's good not to have uh, too high of expectations. I mean, I've won some B mains and I've got a couple of heat race wins, but I need to keep going. Cool. Uh, well, we appreciate you coming on and. You're the first in uh, studio guest here in the Ron Miller Race Cars wow. 2.0 studio. So, hang out. We got some uh, breaking news. Then we're going to get to Will Wiggins here. Um, hold on, yeah, breaking news. There we go. So I just got this update from uh, from Butler Motor Speedway. Uh, apparently, uh, they got some damage from those uh, storms. You you know all about that. Oh yeah, I was cutting down trees today. Update uh, for this weekend's uh, racing program. About an hour ago, management and a few track personnel assessed the damage that uh, they've received in the past 48 hours due to weather. As of now, they have no power. Uh, They're currently running small generators to uh, run the coolers and save the food. Track conditions are not the best but are savable as of right now. They're going to spend time tomorrow repairing damage from the storms and prepping for Saturday's events along with uh, waiting for power to be restored at the track. 
So uh, as of now, they are still planning on running. They will keep you updated on their uh, Facebook. So if I uh, plan to head to uh, Butler Motor Speedway this weekend, Paul make Mar- sure. Paul Marmer doesn't have power either at the moment. Are they racing tomorrow? <laughs> it's up in the air. No cards. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely check out uh, Facebook websites of uh, any tracks uh, you plan on going to this weekend. Speaking of which, we have uh, Ryan Weekman going to be giving us uh, that weekend weather pit stop weather forecast coming up as well, which is looking pretty good. Uh, before that, uh, how about we bring in Will Wiggins here? Will, how's it going? Hey, guys. How you doing? Will Wiggins from the good. the Ohio Wheelman Series, right? Yes, sir. Now, what uh, what is your title with, with them? Are you like president i am the, i own the series so yeah. i started this uh i did a couple put on a couple shows last year to see how this would pan out if the guys would support me and uh we had one show at lorraine uh county speedway uh we put on and we had 30 33 street stocks i think show up um so that was pretty successful and then we went to we put on another show at uh sandusky's cavalcade last year and i believe we had close to 20 show up for that um, so I got in touch with a few people and, and a few track owners and promoters and to see if I could put a schedule together. And, uh, then I started pounding pavement and getting sponsors to get this deal together. So sounds like Dwayne Hancock with his, uh, Attica Fremont championship series stuff going out, getting sponsors, putting stuff together. Um, what, uh, what other, before we get to, uh, this, this weekend's uh, big event at Sandusky, uh, what other, what other tracks do you, uh, does the Ohio wheelman series, uh, run at? For this year, so, did you get that schedule uh, together? Yeah, so this year we got uh, a couple shows at M40. We've ran one. We've got another one coming up on the 18th of September. Um, we went out there. Drew Jack brought us in. Uh, the, he leased the track for whatever at the time and uh, brought us in, and he said, you know, you guys put on such a great show. I want you back. And so he booked another date with us, I think, a day after I got home from <laughs> traveling back from M40. Uh, you know, we had – I believe 18 guys follow us uh, out to M40, which some of us were six, seven-hour drives, um, and we put on a great show. I mean, the fans, he said, everybody that walked out said that was the best street stock show they've seen all year. So uh, we were pretty proud of that. Uh, we had a lot of lot of success from there. We've been to Kill Care. We raced there with the CRA Jake series, late model series. Um, uh, that was a pretty fun show. That was the first time a lot of us have ever even seen that place, so it was interesting. Uh, it, it, we had to learn how to use half throttle instead of trying to hammer down. So, <laughs> um, and we, we have a big race at Shady Bowl coming up on September 4th. Uh, it's $5,500 to win 75 laps for their 75, 75th year anniversary. Um, and, uh, Sandusky Speedway, of course, that's our home track. Um, we have several shows there this year and they've, uh, also booked four events with us for next year there already. Um, and, uh, let's see. Uh, Kill Care M40 Shady Bull Sandusky, and I believe that's just about our schedule this year. Um, we're gonna, we're hoping to reach out to a few more tracks. I know I've been in touch with Erie, and I know I called a couple guys up there in Toledo uh, this winter when we put this together. And so hopefully we can get uh, with the car counts we've been carrying and the fan base we we uh, draw. Hopefully we can get some uh, a couple more awesome shows. So, so are are the drivers that compete are they from a specific area in Ohio, or they come from all over? No, so that's what's so cool about this, and it's actually grown bigger than I ever anticipated, especially being the first year. So um, I, I built the rules in between local rules and, and really CRA rules to try to draw a crowd. Um, I did not expect, you know, like I said, for this to take off um, like it has, and uh, we are pulling guys. Let's see, I have guys registered from Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, Ohio, 
uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida. Um, and I'm sure I'm probably missing a few uh, surrounding areas, but uh, the bulk of our guys are from all over Ohio. I mean, I couldn't even pinpoint a particular area. Um, you know, it's from one side to the other. So it, it's pretty spectacular. So is it, this weekend's uh, race at Sandusky, is this the biggest uh, event for the Ohio Wheelman Series? This is, this is one of our biggest events. Okay. Uh, so far, yes, it is the biggest, but I do have some. Uh, Some, uh, something else in the works? I do have some stuff in the works coming up for that Shady Bull show, so oh. definitely stay tuned. <laughs> um, and uh, so, but yes, it is our biggest event of the year thus far. We have, uh, I believe, 37 street stocks pre-registered. Wow. Uh, now, you know as well as I do, there's a lot of guys that don't frequent the Internet and don't have Facebook. So um, it's a little tougher to get those guys. I mean, I do personally reach out to a lot of these guys to ensure they're coming before I ever give a number out. Um, and uh, uh, it, it was it was a, it was pretty awesome as as this count grew over the last couple of weeks and it's just continuing to grow. I mean, I just got a call today. Uh, this morning from a guy that uh, hasn't raced a street stock in quite a few years, and uh, I, somebody's put him in one, I believe. So uh, it's going to be a pretty awesome show. There's some of the biggest names definitely in Ohio. I'd say that, that every driver that's anybody in Ohio is going to be at this race. Um, and then we've got some boys that want to, you know, that are coming up from different divisions, uh, you know, the Mass Series and CRA and, and different other uh, street stock series and, and, and show uh, tracks. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Well, I, uh, I'm a nuts and bolts kind of guy. Um, looking through your rules, uh, the chassis rules are pretty straightforward, but it seems like you, you've got uh, a lot of options on the engines. Uh, what, what seems to be working best for those guys? So that's a good question. Uh, most of my guys are running built engines. Um, so we do have about seven uh, crate engines that follow us. Um, two of our shows have been won by crate engines. Uh, the rest have been built. So it's, it's kind of pretty even. I mean, I, I, in my opinion and, and everybody that I've spoke to, I've kind of nailed these rules. I mean, people, you always have the naysayers, but our, our, uh, show at M40, the entire field from first through 15th was three tenths. So I, I know I follow racing pretty well. That's close. That, that's impressive, especially being our first year, our first set of rules. Um, you know, I, I was pretty proud of that. And then we went to Sandusky and I believe our field was seven tenths, which anybody that's raced there, that's a big half mile track. So oh, yeah. I, I expected that to grow. Yeah. Um, usually guys are, you know, like when we ran last year, there was guys that were second and a half off with the rules that we ran locally. Uh, so I think I tightened it up. I think that, uh, it's very competitive, whether you're a low budget racer and have a crate, or you just like the crate engines, um, or you got money and you can add the horsepower in, you know, with, I chose a Hoosier Comanche tire uh, as an equalizer. It's not a horsepower tire. It's a right. setup tire. So this, it put it back in the driver's garages rather than in their pockets. Um, and that's I think that's why the fans love this so much because they see um, low-budget teams winning. They see, you know, the high-end teams winning, and, and it's it's competitive. I mean, our, la our, our uh, um, you know, we're changing first place. I mean, position changes. There's lots of movement going on throughout the field. There's racing from front to back, and everybody's pretty tight. So it's we've been putting on some great shows. Uh, we've had we've ran 300 laps with five cautions with all of our events so far, uh, which is pretty impressive. We ran 50 laps from from at Killcare, uh with no cautions at all, uh, which was really really awesome to see. These guys are very respectful uh, with each other. We've got a lot of money in these machines. 
Um, there's really not any rookies in this series. I mean, we're all most everybody has been racing, you know, several several years. Some guys upwards of thirty plus. So uh, they've been around. How many laps are, are your features? So typically we run fifty laps unless it's a special event. Um, at, like at Shady Bull, we're running a seventy-five. But all of our lap, all of our features are typically forty-five to fifty. Um, but fifty uh, is our average. I, I think that's a good start. I don't want to tear guys' engines up running, you know, hundreds of laps yeah. and stuff in a couple of weeks. And it's, it costs money to run run more laps. So, um, you know, I, I think we've got a good base. We might increase that a little bit. Sandusky's fifty laps is a long race, yeah. so we'll see. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Speak, but, uh, speaking of, speaking of that, uh, give us a little bit of the background on this uh, Josh Neff Memorial Race. Uh, how what what's that about? How did it all come together, and why is it the most popular stock car race in Ohio as it's being billed? Well, so I my brother Josh um, is who I put built this race around to uh, keep his memory alive. He was probably the biggest racing fan I've ever met in my life. And I'm not just saying that because he's my brother. This man would spend his last couple dollars to get to the track and know he had enough money to pay to get in and and would figure out how to get home, you know. And, and that's just how he lived. He was a day-to-day guy, and uh, he swung. He, he lived on the seat of his pants. So, um, But he, he was at every single Bristol race that was ever in town, you know, whether it was us or whether they did the, the you know, the big deal with CRA or just NASCAR. I mean, he – he traveled my brother Jeremy around. Uh, my brother Jeremy's raced modifieds, late models, CRS trucks, ARCA trucks. Uh, I mean, you name it, he's ran it. Um, I mean, he's ran super modified sprint cars. I mean, he's raced everything. And my brother Josh has followed him around his entire career. Uh, he was a crew chief uh, on a couple on an ARCA team uh, who paid, flew him out to all their events and, and spotted for him. Um, so he was really good at that. Um, and, and when he passed, I had to carry on the torch for my brother Jeremy and spot. That was uh, not a position I was ready to take on, but I, I figured it out, and, and, and uh, we ran Bristol, and, and, and that was fun. But anyway, so Josh passed away and uh, at 41 years old, and uh, so he was a diehard racer, and I built this. I started this to uh, keep his memory alive. And our first show was last year at Lorraine County Speedway, and uh, we had 33 street stock show up. We started 31. I had a sponsor come on last minute and pay to start the field, so – um, which was really cool because I did not make that show with my own car, so <laughs> I was able to get in get in that show. And uh, but anyway, so we ran that last year and it was a huge success. Um, guys talked about it all winter long, and so I brought it back this year. Um, and with the same purse structure I did last year, and we raised from just families, friends, sponsors. Um, we raised uh, uh, the purse up to over seventeen thousand dollars for this weekend. Uh, first place pays six thousand dollars. Um, and we have bonus money all over the place. Our, our heat, our fast dash for cash is $500 in the purse. Uh, we have purses for, uh, all, everything you can think of these, these people have donated to, and it's just been extremely awesome to, to see the love and support, uh, towards one event and one family, you know? So, uh, but anyway, it's, it's became a big deal. We've raised over a thousand dollars in lap money. Uh, we've, We've uh, we've got ten bikes and scooters that we're giving away to kids in the stands at this event that were donated. Uh, we've raised over three hundred dollars in change to do a gold rush for the kids and the families that come out. Uh, I remember when I was a kid and racing. My dad raced in the eighties. Jeremy and I followed him through the nineties, and now I own two street stocks. And I remember the big wheel races. I would prep my big wheel for that thing. I'd spray it down with WD forty and you know whatever I got to do. I we cut a big wheel, a bicycle tire off and staple it to the wheel to get more traction. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so 
uh, we were cheating back then, you know, so it was kind of funny, but they'd always laugh at us when we show up with the big wheel. What do you guys got now? We're going to run you to the tech garage, you know, so uh, it was always a joke about it. But, you know, that that's what got me into racing later in life is those memories being at the track. So all of our events, we bring candy, checkered flags. I have these guys sign T-shirts. Um, and we just walk through. I walk through and give them to kids. You know, I just see who's the happiest kid in the crowd. And, uh, I walk up to them and make a stay, you know, and they'll have that forever. Uh, I'm sure. So we do a lot of cool stuff so, uh, in that nature. But the shows turned out to be uh, twice the success of last year. Um, and I hope to continue to keep it growing. So so that uh, that event's uh, Saturday night at uh, Sandusky Speedway. Racing starts at 7 p.m. Um, yep. Who- Gates open three. It's 15 general submission and 30 to get in the pits. Now, are you racing in this or you do you run the show? I am. Okay, I, so. I, own, I have two cars that I'm bringing. Uh, I have mine. Uh, I'll be driving the red 48, and then I have uh, one of my buddies here that helps me work on my cars. Um, we got him a car and got it built and finished. And we're actually working on it right now, thrashing at the shop, uh, but he'll be there. His name's Stephen Schley. It's a white and orange 48S. So both my 48 cars will be there this weekend. So does uh, Chris Mize then, is he the race control in the tower? Or do you have nope. like your own? So we have. We actually bring our own staff. I mean, I was able to throw some really cool people together, and so we have a race director, our own race director, Joe Q. Um, our, our head, our head uh, tech official is Joe Caranti, um, who's been around racing a very long time. Um, and then I have several other staff members, Donnie and Amy Cather. They do uh, apparel sales. The other one does tires because um, we do supply our own tires uh, that we carry with us to all of our events. Um, and then I've got uh, Peter Green and his boys. Uh, Peter is our pit master, and then his boys do. Uh, one of them flies a drone and records our races, and the other one is a photographer, as well as Bill Schwark, who also does photography for us. Um, that way, guys get different shots: one from the infield, one from the out, you know, in the stands and pit area of their cars and different views and stuff. So uh, we try, we tried, we tried to put together the best staff we could find. And I've got uh, Jeff Baker doing our announcing. Uh, uh, at this show, usually it's uh, Dave Wellencheck. Um, so we, we've got a pretty awesome staff. Uh, built. Well, good, you have your own announcer. I get to sit back and watch when you come to Shady Bowl. Then I love it. <laughs> He's the yeah, announcer so the of Shady Bowl. Borrow, the only thing we borrow is a flag, man. I haven't nice. I haven't tracked one of those down yet. Although I'd love to try it. I don't know how good I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> it looks fun. <laughs> well, I, I'm guessing that uh, Doug and Chris are pretty happy. Then they get to take a break. For most of them, yeah, well, that's kind of cool. They get to sit back and interact with the fans, or you know, take a breath, eat a burger, whatever. You <laughs> know, so uh, it, it's it works out pretty well. I mean, when we come at Sandusky, I mean, they treat us very well. Uh, you know, they ask anything I need. You know, let me know, and 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 they're pretty. They open when I started this. I mean, Chris and Kevin, and, and they were just open arms. You know, what do you need, Will? You know, this is, you know, this is exactly what street stocks need. Uh, you know, my thought was is we used to run modifieds every week here in Ohio. Now it's maybe a once a month deal, you know, and, and I, as street stocks were going that way, I, I could see it. And I was trying to save the division to be able to run a, a big show deal and, and travel around Ohio and local States and, and, and keep street stock racing, not only uh, competitive, but awesome. You know, I remember showing up when there was 30, 40, 50 cars and you had to race your way in or go home. Um, you know, that's what I'm trying to bring back. So who, uh, who won last year's race? Uh, my brother Jeremy actually. Uh, we had, and the cool part about that is, is we had a full field invert, and I believe he started twenty eighth uh, in a field of thirty one cars and, wow. and 40, forty laps. He was able to pull it off, and I can tell you what: if, there, if you look through my Facebook, there's pictures. He races a '69 Chevelle, 
uh, and the front end was smashed in. He was caught in some early traffic uh, in an early accident and, and about ripped the front end off the car, but luckily the toe did not move. Um, the car was just a little mangled. Uh, hood was lifted and bumper was, you know, the horn was lifted up and whatever, but uh, he, he was overheating and, and the clutch was burnt as he finished that race. And you could, we had victory lane. They came out and they it was leaking everything you could think of. So he definitely, he definitely used the car up to win that for very first memorial for our brother. So that was pretty awesome. Who's going to win this year? Who's your pick? I, I'm, this is now here, man. I, I led about 10 laps last year. Okay. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I'd love to, of course, but I, you know, this is only my third year ever racing. So, um, you know, I, I'm racing against some guys that, that know know how to set up a car much better than I do. Uh, my so brother, does Luther yeah. Hurley have a chance at this one? I, I see there's a bonus on, on his head. Who's that? Hurley? Luther Hurley? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He, he showed up at M40, and I believe he was the second fastest car in the feature, and that was his first show uh, showing up with us with the Wheelman Series. I think that was the second time he had the car out of the box this year, and so whoever's helping him set up, uh, they they had they at least got a, a good setup. They caught a setup for that track. So I, I looked up for him to be up front for sure. I mean, I I would yeah, put him see, up. see on your Facebook page that there somebody's putting up a thousand extra thousand dollars if he can pick up the win with that crate motor. So that that'd be yeah. pretty cool. Somebody well, like that, that to win. That's a neat deal that, that that they did because I know a lot of crate guys are sitting at home watching us uh, some weeks, wishing they can run. And really, crates are very competitive. Uh, Dennis Woods does well. He runs a race one sealed crate engine, um, you know, and he's won two. She's won two features. I believe he's been in the top five in all five of our shows. Um, uh, and then we have Colt Locker. He runs well. Uh, you know, he's a great guy. And uh, Brian Smith, uh, he's a great guy. He does well. So we do have some great guys that are in the top 10 that are always competitive from track to track. So don't I recognize uh, some of those names from the old Kimmel series? Um, yes. So I believe some of these guys have ran with the old series, the old Kimmel series. Um, some of them, uh, some of these guys are from Midvale, uh, Lorraine, yeah. Painesville, and then, you know, um, some other series, but, um, you know, these, a lot of these guys have, you know, they don't, they can't, don't want to race every weekend or they can't afford to anymore. And, you know, they're looking to race twice a month. And I, that's exactly what I offer big money shows twice a month. Um, and uh, I, I hope to continue on this next year. Our minimum purse this year is two thousand dollars. Our maximum purse so far is six grand uh, for fifty laps of racing. I mean, if you own a street stop and you're not you're not switching your car over, I mean, I don't know where you're at. So if I put a windshield in my uh, my dirt stock car, can I come race? Well, I'm sure we'd have to look over your car. Things that you guys are allowed, we're not. So. Wow. Uh, as far as cubic, as far as the engine goes, yes, you can run any cubic inch engine. There's penalties based on what you run, um, and uh, you know frame heights. I mean, we tried to to allow everybody to come race. Now there are some things obviously we just can't allow. It's it's too much of an advantage, and there's no way to penalize it. Um, and we've tried to work with a lot of guys, um, and guys that uh, um, are supporting the series have changed over some stuff. You know, like we've had a center link issue. Some tracks allow house center links, and some don't. We do not. It's got to be a stock center link. So that's one of the issues um, we've seen on a few cars. And, and those guys, uh, they think the series is awesome and they want to support us. So they've uh, all bought and made their correct uh, changes to be able to run with us. So we, we definitely appreciate the the support as we build this. And, you know, we do have driver's meetings. And, you know, we'll have this winter and we'll open ears and see what we can do to make it better. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we can grow on this this year. All right, Will. Well, uh, we appreciate you. Uh 
given the time, give us some background on the Josh Neff Memorial uh, this weekend at Sandusky Speedway Big Race and the Ohio Wheelman Series. Um, and I, I don't know if you know this, you probably don't, but uh, a lot of our guests go on to uh, win their next event. So Saturday night could be your night. That's right. Well, awesome. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I, 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 you know, Kevin said, "Is hey, is there anything I can do to, to, to help you or do for you?" And I said, "Yeah, if you could help me win that feature." He said, "Oh, I don't know if I could do that." <laughs> well, if you win, we'll so have you on next week guys, to talk I about it. I appreciate you guys having us on tonight. So, all right, we appreciate you, you coming on, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks a lot, and good thank luck you. with the show. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. All right, well, see ya. I gotta go. Everybody's leaving now. Will Wiggins there from I'm the out. Wheel Man Series. Hey, now. <laughs> yep, I'm out, too. We're leaving. <laughs> You're not going to win a Big D's pizza, then. But Oh, uh, man. No, I'll stick around for that. Here, we'll we'll do this. We'll remove Steve. We'll see you. Thanks for All coming right, on, Steve. I appreciate you having me on. And see if you. anyone wants to help me out, uh, <laughs> money-wise or help on the car, stop on by, throw some money, or turn a wrench. There you go. <laughs> Bye. See you, Steve Miller there, and he's helped on the Ocho, too. I broke a bolt off. He's really good at getting broken bolts out. Yeah, that's one of my unfortunate that's, talents. That's <laughs> so we got the Professor Steve Miller and the Wizard. The Wizard. Or the Professor it. Ron Miller and the Wizard Steve Miller. There, there you go. Yeah. Uh, let's check out our uh, Twitter poll results here real quick, uh, which I think I can do with this. There. Oh, that's it. Let's go this one. What? 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 No. What? Did you find it? Yeah. Oh, there it is. I think so. There. But, that that tab or that just that one. So for now, I can't get back to uh, this. Oh, this Microsoft Edge thing. I'm used to Chrome. There, oh. there we go. There it is. So this week's uh, Hammer Down Racing Report Twitter poll. That was way too difficult to get to. Uh, what was the most important factor that uh, you take into consideration before picking a track to attend? It's for both racers and uh, fans. Uh, the choices were admission and pit prices, which uh, only 5.9% uh, chose that one. Also 5.9% for uh, how much the races pay. Oh. And uh, distance, how far away the track is, that's uh, only 17% uh, of the people take that in consideration. The big thing, though, is what classes are racing. Really? That is, uh, I guess, uh, what determines where people go, so... Are there sprint cars hmm. at this track? I'm going to go to that track. Are there late models at that track? I'm going to go to that track. Are the Ohio Wheelman Series at that track? I'm going to go to that track. So, interesting. Is Scott Hammer running at this track? There you go. I'm going to go to a, different, go to a different track, yes. <laughs> uh, before we get to Big D's, uh, how many are a chance to win a Big D's pizza, i got to mention uh, Ryan Miller Race Cars. Give him a call, 734-856-7223. I've spent a lot of money with him this, this week. He's got all kinds of... Uh, Parts, safety equipment, uh, service, everything eraser. He welded my car back together. It was falling apart. I, I got some some of the guys from Shady Bowl I know that are watching tonight. Uh, if you guys know anybody that's looking to get Crown Vicks done, getting roll cages done for the 2022 season, give Ron Miller Race Cars a call that he can take care of you on that as well. Yeah, we can. 734-856-7223. It'll scroll across the bottom here in a little bit, too. It's 856-RACE in case you... Oh, that's right. I need forgot the, about that. Need the shortcut. 734-856-RACE. Except for most phones don't really have the letters on them anymore. There it is. Here it comes. There's the Ron Miller number down. This is hard to point. 
over there. <laughs> there it is. Uh, last week's how many was uh, how many bombers were going to be at Oakshade Raceway this past weekend? There were 39. Do you know how many uh, Ron picked? 39. Yeah, he picked 39. Woohoo! So Ron was our in-show uh, winner. Our uh, listener winner was uh, Chad Wonderly, who actually picked 39 as well, was the only one to... Hey, good uh, job, Chad. Chad. Good so, job, Chad. Yeah. So he gets himself a Big D's pizza. Just needs to get with uh, Dean Henry or myself, and I'll hook him up with Dean Henry, and we'll get him hooked up with the Big D's pizza, which sounds really good right about now. I had a couple, yes, it does. I had a couple of waffles before I came over, just so I had something to eat. Mm. Um, this weekend's uh, how many, which uh, apparently I forgot to uh, pick. I was going to do something, and then uh, I got distracted today. So let's see. What should uh, this week's how many be? How many uh, street stocks at the uh, Josh Neff Memorial? Ooh, that could be a toughie, too. It could. That could, that could be. Let's, let's do that. Let's do that. How many street stocks uh, will be at Sandusky on uh, Saturday, Saturday night for that uh, Josh Neff Memorial? Street stocks at Sandusky Saturday night. I'm writing this down. So if you, you want to play along, uh, go ahead and uh, put your guess in the comments of our YouTube video, live video, or our Facebook live video, and you can do this um, if you're listening to us on the podcast on any platform. <coughs> All right, I'm better now. Uh, you can uh, still put your guess in. Just go find this broadcast on our Facebook page and uh, guess up until, say, noon on Saturday. Yeah. So if you're not listening to us on a Thursday night, you can do it uh, up until uh, Saturday then. So there's a we got a YouTube guest there. So let's see, we got 21, 45. They're kind of ranging all over there. So, Ron, you uh, you were last week's winner. What do you got? Oh, man, I get the distinct privilege of yeah. going first. Um, 37. That might be a good guess. I like, I like, I like that. Jerry. I'm going to undercut you, Ron. I'm going 36. Oh. <laughs> That's the oh. bad part about going first. I'm going to undercut you and go 35. Oh, oh. Oh, we've got Jerry in a box. I want to say 38, but I don't know. 36 and 37 sound pretty pretty good. I, I Yeah. It, it could, just, I could tell you, uh, here, I'll help you guess. Shady Bowl is not running street stock Saturday, so there will be no competition from us. Okay. Um, uh, we have uh, Ryan Weekman coming up with that uh, forecast here momentarily. Before we do that, let's check out this weekend's Big D's racing menu. Tomorrow night, Toledo Speedway, it's the uh, school bus figure eight deal with uh, Ken Schrader. Late model sports will be in action as well as factory stocks, figure eights. That's regular figure eights, not the school bus, but both of them. There'll be school bus and the regular figure eights. Plus boat figure eights and flagpole. There's going to be a bunch of stuff going on tomorrow night. Toledo Speedway. More insanity. Yes. Uh, pits open <laughs> at 4 o'clock. Front gates open at 5.30. Racing at 7.30 at Toledo Speedway. $18 general admission for that. And they do have a rain date, but I don't... They, Sunday. They, yeah, it'll be Sunday if uh, if they need to uh, exercise that, that rain date, but... Don't I, don't, st- I don't think they're going to need don't, it. Don't steal Ryan's thing. I'm not going to. Uh, Oakshade Raceway on Saturday night. Uh, we got a bunch of choices here Saturday night. Oakshade uh, has that uh, Attica Oakshade or Oakshade Attica Late Model Challenge Series event. Uh, we got rained out. 
was that a couple weeks ago now? Yeah. Yeah, when it was supposed to be. So uh, that's going to be taking place uh, this weekend. And uh, Sportsman Bombers Compact's all back in action. Gates open at 4, racing at 7, general mission $14 at Oakshade. Uh, also Saturday night, Flat Rock Speedway. It's kids' night, 12 and under, get in free. They get a free hot dog and a soft drink. And, uh, yeah, I already said their admission. They get in free. Uh, Outlaw Super Late Models there at Flat Rock. Street Stocks, Late Model uh, Sportsman. Uh, pits open at 2.30, front gates at 4.30, and uh, racing at 7 o'clock there at Flat Rock, $15 general admission. Shady Bowl Speedway, it's uh, also a kid's night. There's a lot of kids Yeah, nights. we were so last Saturday, and Ryan told us we'd have to be really, 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 really unlucky to have anybody get rained out. Well, yeah. It happened. <laughs> That's true. He did say that last week. Yeah. Uh, meet and greet the, the drivers as well at Shady Bowl. Modified uh, Madness number four. Thunder and Lightning race number four. Maybe if you don't name races after weather, you won't have weather. I'm just, I don't know. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> modified uh, Thunder Cars, Crown Vicks, Compacts. Uh, there's going to be an Enduro as well, 225 laps. A 225 lap Enduro. Big um, wheel races. Should be a Big wheel races for the kids and adults. Oh, yeah. There's going to have all kinds of and candy scramble. bag giveaways, candy scramble for the kids, we're going to have so much fun. I, I hero cards have even been made for me. So wow. I get to sign some autographs and give some, give some, uh, hopefully make some fans happy. And <laughs> gates open at uh, four racing at seven o'clock. General mission is uh, $15 there at shady bowl. A lot going on. Fremont speedway in action with the uh, industrial resourcing group night, uh, fast four ten sprints, the boss non-wing sprints, three Oh five sprints and the dirt trucks, four classes in action at Fremont on Saturday. Gates open at 4, racing at 7, $18 is uh, your general admission there. Sandusky Speedway, as we uh, talked about, the Josh Neff Memorial Race, 6000 to win, 200 to start, uh, featuring the Ohio Wheelman Series uh, street stocks. Pure stocks also in action, Renegades and beginner stocks. Gates open at 4, racing at 7, $12 general admission there for that 6000 to wow. win show. So that's pretty good. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Montpelier awesome. Motor Speedway in action with Modified Mania, 1200 to win for the Modifieds. Super stocks, compacts in action. Gates open at four forty-five. Racing at seven thirty. General mission twelve bucks there at Montpelier, Indiana Motor Speedway, and that is your Big D's racing menu for this weekend. Let's check out uh, our weekend weather pit stop with uh, Mr. Ryan Weekman. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Looking forward to a fun event Friday night at Toledo Speedway with the school bus figure eight, among the other races as well. Now, do be aware, I do think rain is going to happen on Friday, especially during the morning and maybe even lingering into the early afternoon. But uh, by race time at 730, uh, we should be drying out. A north breeze is going to be dropping humidity. Should be good for us for the most part here as long as we get that rain out of here, which at this point does look likely. Saturday is the day where all races are looking really good for us. Oakshade, Flat Rock, Shady Bowl, Fremont, and Sandusky all looking nice for us here. Humidity levels much lower. Temperatures only in the low 80s in the afternoon. Race starts at 7 p.m. for all of those. Uh, temperatures will likely be in the 60s. Uh, really comfortable conditions compared to the hot, muggy weather that we have had over the last week. Also, most importantly, looking dry. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Don't forget, get that First Alert weather app. We'll keep you ahead of any storms later on in the season. Hope you have a great weekend of racing. There he goes. Ryan Weekman, the fastest uh, weatherman in the Toledo area. 
I'm gonna. I'll give that to him. I'll have him. I'll let him Ooh. use that. I don't know. Nor Van Ness might argue that. Yeah, that's he's. Yeah, but he's retired. He's bro. retired. He's retired. He's retired. Okay, fair enough. Act, fair fastest enough. active weatherman. How's that? Okay, fair. Okay. That, that's better. All right. Uh, thanks. And, and has the best Christmas album cover ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. That's what he uses on his official uh, Facebook. If you follow him, the meteor, I think he's uh, meteorologist uh, Ryan Weekman. That's his, uh, his, uh, yeah, Facebook page. That's yeah, his Facebook profile for not his personal one, but for, for right. doing the weather. So, and that's picture of you. So that's what I used. He's a fun. That's guy. awesome. He's a great guy. Uh, he thanks, seems pretty very. Thanks to our associate producer Dave Kemmer and uh, field correspondents Matt Swander, Doug Dock. Um, Next week on the show, as we mentioned, we'll have uh, Craig Dippman, street stock bomber driver, and uh, also uh, putting on that Dippman Motorsports show at Oakshade Raceway. Hopefully, well, I'm sure he'll have things finalized by then uh, as far as uh, everything that's going on, extra pay, trophies, um, maybe some special races, extra qualifying. Ooh, never short on words, so this that show could, no, run, he, he that show could run long. Yeah, that, we may just have one guest next week, and it may be the same length as this one. You never know. Oh, crap. I almost forgot. We have one more thing to do. We got the Hammer Down Hotline to finish off Uh-oh. the show this week. Yeah. How about we do that, get that out of the way, and then uh, we'll get, get on out of here. If, uh, if you'd like to leave us a message before we get to that, uh, give us a call anytime, 419-318-3081. You can call anytime, day or night. Um, to be on the show, though, you probably have to do it about at least two hours before the show, so I have time to actually take care of it, Jerry. Just saying. What? But feel free to call anytime. You can call right after we get off uh, the, the air here. Um, Saturday, Sunday at 4 a.m. in the morning, if you want to call, go for it. It doesn't ring anywhere. It just goes to a voicemail, so it's all good. So this is, uh, this is what we got uh, for this week's Hammer Down Hotline, and it does have to do with a hammer. Hey, this is for the Hammer Hotline. I got my hammer, bro. I was nailing the nail, and the hammer... It, well, you got to see the nail. It, it, it didn't go all the way in. But when I hit it, it the hammer broke. So I didn't know what, what kind of hammer is. We, I don't get why the hammer broke. Yeah, yeah. So uh, oh, wrong kind of hammer down hotline, but there you go. <laughs> I thought that was Donnie Baker for a minute. I swear to God. Kind of, kind of. I think he's kind of going for that kind of thing. Yeah, he kind of had that rhythm to us, his cadence. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week, like I said, with uh, Craig Dittman. Tune in live, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Seven o'clock Thursday night. Every every Thursday night. Uh, thanks again to uh, all of our sponsors, especially uh, Oakshade Raceway, our presenting sponsor. Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, and Freeze Frame Photos. Uh, make sure to check out HammerdownRacingReport.com. And uh, don't forget to uh, leave us a message on the Hammerdown hotline. Not about hammers. I mean, you can. Uh, you can. You really, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to censor anybody. You or, can leave a message about anything. There you go. And we'll play it back as evidence that we just did. So there you go. That's uh, 419-318-3081. If you need that number, Hammerdown Racing Report. I almost said HammerdownHotline.com. HammerdownRacingReport.com. All the information you need, it's uh, on there. So. Before we go, Steve Schloes has been trying to get in touch with you about sponsoring 
He keeps saying he's going to call me, and he he hasn't. He says he has. He didn't call me. Well, my phone was dead this week. Yeah, it could be. Reach out to him on Facebook. All right, I'll I'll reach out to him again. Yes. Next week, also an update on my pavement debut finally going to happen this Saturday, weather permitting. Jerry's big debut. (laughs) Debut, yes. Oh. Big debut. Something else I forgot to mention. (laughs) We could just go on forever. Um, (laughs) uh, Dirt is my glitter. uh, Photo thing. They take photos out out of Oakshade, and uh, I guess they do a driver of the week thing, and Roscoe Stetton was the driver of the week last week and nominated me, so I got to talk with uh, the person that that does that, and it's it's a pretty cool deal. She does this uh, every every week, and I picked uh, the next driver of the week, so... I'm not going to tell you who that is, but Scott, you Ooh, had a re- you had a really great show last week. Your heat race—that's what I heard. Your I heard. heat race was spectacular, up against some tough competition. You you uh, you were really held well, your fifth own in the feature. Held, fifth in the feature, yeah. Held your own in the feature. Yeah, was that against first- Schilt, folks? You, you guys did the bomber class up in Oak. Yeah, wow. So yeah, I re- now you got to top it this week. I replaced the right rear tire for the first time this year. That's what, that's what I'm attributing and, and it to. And there was a secret adjustment that I made while I was welding your bracket on the right rear. So I'm not telling you. Yeah, that's what my uh, crew chief uh-huh. said too. And I was like, okay, uh huh, <laughs> right. It did handle real good though. So whatever you did, awesome. Thank I told you. you. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Let's, it's dinner time, folks. Oh, it's past Good dinner luck, time. guys. You be safe racing this weekend. You too, man. Have fun. Everybody. Hey, you were on the show. That's we the expect to win. Yep, you we were on the show. Char- uh, Jimmy said, if I don't win now, I'm getting fired since I'm on the show. So you guys really screwed me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's valid. I think those expectations are there. All right, all right. I'm going to go out and, uh, yeah, I'm going to get the W. All right, we'll have you on the show next week as our guest as well. All right, sounds good. There it is. We're out. See you next week. (laughs) Night, everybody. Good night, all. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.